You know, I read a thing yesterday. was talking about that most, if you want to be successful with online marketing, then you should be marketing online marketing. And I just thought that was hilarious because all the people who get rich marketing online are the people who are marketing marketing online. I guess that makes sense. Well, I just kind of laughed about that because I was sitting there thinking about it. And I'm like, well, yeah, I get that. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, where's the product at the end of the rainbow type situation? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. You want to grow your business? Yeah. I'll show you how to do it online. It's like, okay, you know what? I can show anybody how to do it online. And, you know, I was I was thinking about it at one point, like, man, I should create an online um, dashboard type situation for marketing and like a schedule because nobody has one right now. Like. There, there are there are CRMs. There, are, there is customer management software. There's all this different stuff that's out there, but none of it is with a calendar. None of it is with a schedule. None of it is based on an industry. And it's like I was thinking about, man, I I could develop that. I could develop that and enjoy that and not get bored with it, right? Because I love everything marketing, real marketing, not sales, not fluffy bs blah blah happy days right Mm -hmm. it's like no no just real actual marketing utilizing slant marketing it's like i've just been thinking about that kind of stuff and it's like i was and i know that you know today for this afternoon we're talking about you know unpopular opinions (laughs) and i was just i want to say that the majority of online marketing is complete and total bullshit it, you know, is what I was thinking about. But I, but no, I don't want to do that because everything is niche. Everything is for different people in different groups and what people have in different strengths. It's like fishing, right? What's mm-hmm. you and I miss fishing. I can't wait for season to open up. Oh, right. Yeah. And I want to get down to the beach and I want to get down to the Gulf and I want to get the boat out on the lake and I want to go have fun fishing. Right. Mm-hmm. But everybody fishes differently. And different mm-hmm. fish are caught differently and different. So it's like, okay, so I, I'm trying to lighten up my, your, your garbage marketing mentality because I carried that so much in the physical world when it came to marketing pre and, you know, infancy of the internet and everything else, because people were just, oh, I do my own marketing. And my, what was my, my, always my comeback. It's like, oh, I brush my teeth. So I do my own dental work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just been like trying to soften up around the edges but you know it, it is what it is so and uh, i have realized that i set up a challenge and i'm not going to be making dinner tonight so oh good good times good times so you know i just wanted to say all that fun stuff before i said thank you for joining us on the afternoon dive where i'm joey and i'm kiki this is the stupid podcast on everything where we talk about everything and nothing all at the same time by two people who probably bit off more than we could chew in a lot of different areas, but it's all good. <laughs> so today we're talking about things that should be illegal, but aren't um, unpopular opinions. And we're going to go ahead and spill over because we didn't do it this morning to talk about generational differences, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked a little bit about generational differences, but not really. So because I was I was thinking about what we talked about even yesterday, you know, the, the fact that you guys, all the things that you didn't get to learn in school, mm-hmm. right? You know, the things that you learned at your job, you know, are, were way different. I mean, you've never you've never worked a cash register before or anything mm-hmm. like that. Money handling and all all those skills and everything else. And I was thinking about that with Anna, like just teaching Anna to count back change. Right. Mm-hmm. Anna got lost. Just counting back change to me is like the simplest thing. But I learned how to do it in math because 
you knew what your your main number was and so you know you could count back change you could figure out your other number and that was the way that my brain did it and it's like wow you know it, it's just it's amazing how different it is right now and like i was i wanted to ask you this because i had asked about balancing a checkbook have you ever even written a check yes you have yes when it was after we moved out here i don't remember what it was for but i i wrote one okay was it an EFS check or was it just, was it a bank check? No, it was a bank check. I, I really don't remember what it was for. Okay. But I remember that I had to do one mm-hmm. and I already knew how to do it. So it wasn't, wasn't a big of a deal. Okay. I, man, I really cannot remember what it was for. Oh, But I know sorry. I did. <laughs> I didn't mean to traumatize you with that. But okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I just, I was, you know, there, there's different things that we could, I mean, that are just kind of basic generational differences, right? I mean, like, you know what a VHS is. You know how to rewind a VHS. Mm-hmm. But do you know how an 8-track works? No. Okay. So 8-tracks were completely useless. And they, I was tail end. I mean, I literally, like, I, I think I owned an 8-track, right? Cassettes were the thing when I was when I was young. But 8-tracks were weird because you would, you hit the forward button to go to different tracks on the tracks. 8-tracks, right? Mm-hmm. And it would just jump you into the middle of an, of another song type situation. Like you would, it didn't play the next song. It jumped you into some section of the next song type situation. And it was same with going backwards and everything else, just on this loop of tape that was just playing. So it was always just weird to me. And they always, there were just such big cartridges. And I thought they you know, were. That just reminded me of something that I, I very distinctly remember having. What's that? It was. Uh, one of those DVD players that was like absolutely massive mm-hmm. because you could put multiple DVDs into it. Oh, multi deck, yeah, yeah. I I don't know what I don't know when I had that, CD but I very changers. distinctly remember having that and thinking it was the coolest thing. Cartridge, ever. you put like six CDs yeah. in it for to listen to the three songs per CD that you actually wanted to listen to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> for yeah, it was weird. I remember because I remember putting. I remember thinking it was so cool when you would put a disc in it and mm-hmm. then you would close it because obviously that disc was the furthest away from where it read it. So when you would close it, it would start to spin as it was closing. I thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it probably broke knowing me and my siblings. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't doubt it. it. I, no, I was I was notorious for ruining things back back then. But like cassettes, you know, we we would have things like cassette tape. The the machine would eat it. Like for no reason, the machine would just literally start pulling in the tape. And it was like, and so we used to take a pencil and you go to the eraser end and you bite down on the eraser end. So the metal was, was oblonged uh-huh. so that you could stick it up into the, into the cassette and literally sit there and spin the, uh, spin the pencil. Like you're, you know, trying to do a fire only you're spinning it one way and you'd spin that pencil until you got the tape in there. And then the suck part was every now and then you didn't catch it and you had it upside down. Oh. And so you put a tape in. And you didn't catch it, and it would start playing backwards or weird <laughs> or upside down and backwards on another song on the other side because, you know, tapes, you turn them around. Yeah. So, yeah, everything was just insane about things like that. But but I look at, like, respect generation, uh, generationally, right? Mm-hmm. There is, like, now there's no respect. There's not. I, I know. There's I, no respect and there's no manners. There's yeah. no general public way that you're supposed to act in Mm -hmm. certain situations everybody's just all me 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 i'm on my boss bitch era i'm not here for you you're here for me and just shit like that that just Mm -hmm. (sighs) people aren't just people just aren't respectful anymore the the amount of rude 
that I'm seeing in younger generations now compared to the older generations yeah. and the hypocrisy in it because like, oh man, you're a Karen, you're the rudest person I've ever met, but then they'll be the first person to turn around and get mad at somebody when they're supposed to be the ones that are supposed to have the respect mm-hmm. in a reverse situation or something goes wrong and they're just being rude about it. and they'd be rude about things in different ways. I mean, even down to, I think it's crazy that people decide they're going to go out and eat when they can't afford to tip somebody. Yeah. No, like, why and, are that, you... and that baffles me, yeah. right? Is that that's actually what people have in their in their fucking self entitled brains? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not tipping. I don't believe in tipping. Well, do you believe in eating out and other people doing your dishes and cleaning up after you, bitch? Yeah. You know, and it's like, and 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 I joke around, you know, that the difference between like Gen X, which is me, um, and baby boomers, and you know what the biggest difference between Gen X and and baby boomers were, mm. is that baby boomers had literally the highest divorce rate and the second marriage rate in history <laughs> ever i'm not okay? surprised like they they just you know and it's hilarious because you know baby was like oh, we had the sexual revolution you guys were gross <laughs> like, <laughs> like like seriously like if you look back at like some of the the vids that you can see from back then with that it's like no you also didn't believe in bras and and trimming and hygiene and <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I don't care what revolution you guys thought you were. Gen X, we had a hygiene revolution. You know, manscaping was a thing in my generation. Trimming (laughs) everything is a thing in my generation. You know, it's like before me, y'all just walked around with the Amazon hanging out between your knees. And I mean, you know, but but it's like but now it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. right because now it's oh we have this shaver for your balls and we have this powder that goes on after this shaver and and then you have this this lotion and but then when you look at the ingredients and all this stuff you're like okay why don't you just go back you're you're being a boomer because boomers put all those chemicals on their body. Yeah. Boomers believe now in better living through science. Now they're labeled differently. Oh. And it talks about all the things that are. You guys, I totally love this new body lotion that I'm using. It has <laughs> no paraffins in it whatsoever. Do you know what a paraffin is? It's wax. Shut up. You know, it's like, oh, you know, and you and you tell people that and they're just like, uh, 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 uh. And they get these these tools that are just everything's disposable now. Yeah. It's cycled back around. Right. Every like. Man, give me a razor that actually lasts for a long time. Oh, it's called a straight razor. No, 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 no. Like, I'm talking about like we use Bic, right? Mm-hmm. We use we use the five head Bic when it's got the little little head on the top. I love that razor, and you almost can't find it anymore because yeah. it's, it's affordable. It's low on waste because you're keeping the head. I mean, you're keeping the the body and the head. Literally, you clean it, and it goes through you know a week worth of shaving for one, a single person. You know, we sometimes longer. Yeah. It depends on how often you shower. If you shower every single day, mm-hmm. sometimes twice a day, then mm-hmm. yeah, it lasts you a week. But if you're if you're showering every other day, right. then it lasts you two weeks, upwards two, three of three weeks. A hundred percent. And it's like, you know, but there are things that are more appreciated now that weren't appreciated, you know, when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it's like you know, food trucks, I, I'm I'm blown. I mean, I really thought they were going to just be a trend and they kind of were right. But good food trucks have held out and they're they're blown away. Like, what is it? T- uh, Tejun, right? Tejun, however we say that uh, the food truck that comes out here uh, that goes over by the Hobby Lobby and uh, they have crawfish and they have crabs and they have lobsters and they have all that stuff. Amazing. Like they they're 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 just blowing away all the numbers they're beating most of the restaurants around here yeah. hands down and it's like 
I really thought, oh, gosh, wow. You know, it was really hilarious to me that, you know, your generation, not my generation, decided that food trucks were going to become a thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, it makes sense. You don't they, call them roach coaches anymore. I literally <laughs> like I've never. I had never heard that term yeah. before being an adult. Yeah. Like roach ever. coach because you literally were driving roaches around because, man, they were gross. They used to look. They were to f- make you full. And to walk outside and smoke a cigarette while you were getting full. Right. <laughs> while you're waiting for it to be there. And that was literally it. Now there's nothing you can't get on a food truck and the cost is low, but now those are even being overly regulated and, and they're getting worse, but Holy crud. The, the amount of like seriously food truck. When I was a kid, you get burritos and tacos and then you could pick your bag of chips and your soda. And that was really about it. Now it's like, we have, we have, you know, food trucks that have amazing variety and foods that you're just like, okay, thank you. <laughs> right? So anyway, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, I will honestly say that I've gotten to a point in life where I enjoy good food from a food truck more than I enjoy a restaurant and I'll still tip them the same, you know, I, and, and heck, getting into it, I don't care if it's an unpopular opinion or not. I think if you can't afford a tip, don't go out. Yeah. That's, Period. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. You, mm-hmm. the people that do that are the exact same people that sit around and s- talk about how minimum wage isn't enough to live on, and uh, that you know you, you everybody that you know works those jobs they deserve to have minimum wage and they deserve to be paid more. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, but you're the you're the reason they're not getting paid because you're deciding you're gonna go out and you don't have enough money to tip that person that is literally waiting on you and doing all of these things for you they are serving you and everything that you want everything you need and all of that for however long you're there and you're not even Mm -hmm. going to tip them like that's just respectful to me you're literally supposed to be thanking them for the service they provided you and i understand that some people just they they're just not good waiters or waitresses and those are the people that you know you you leave lesser tips for them so that they learn and if enough people do it over time hey maybe it's not that everybody else is being mean maybe it's that you're being rude or whatever the issue may be and i have no problems like calling out a bad server right and and i'll still tip i will still like okay you and i went to asian city this week yeah they've got their new guy yeah that is a drone that is i am fairly certain that that is not a real person (laughs) that they bought him off wish and he just has no personality of his own like literally hello sir and welcome did you want to sit in a table or booth we already talked to amy we're already going to a booth Oh, did you need a couple of menus? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, and he couldn't even, I'm like, just bring us a, a couple of sauce dishes and did it and couldn't do that. Getting, get my soup out on time. You said Still. all the things we say because we're used to being there and all of the other people are used to us, mm-hmm. you know, being there and they know what we want. Oh yeah. And she came up enough. to us and she knows he's bad. The yeah. other, the other, the other server there, she knows he's a bad server because she's like, is he taking care of you guys? What do you need? Where, Hey, yeah. what's going on? Do you want some more tea? Did you need some more root beer? You guys doing good? Is your food out? You know, I mean, yeah, she knows. He's not going to make it. You know, he, he's not. And either that or he's just got to get snapped, you know, literally just to be like, hey, have a personality. 
you know, and that's and that's the thing is you can always tell when people are fake with you at a restaurant. I hate fake people at a restaurant. Right. Mm -hmm. And I and and I think if you're a bad if you're a bad server, then you don't deserve my tip. I'm still going to tip you, but I'm going to tip you that 10 percent. So, you know, it was 10 percent, you know, because, oh, it's 18 percent. No, it's whatever I tip you because, you know, when stuff gets delivered to you and, and I that's this is the other thing I will say. I don't believe that you should have to tip 15 or 18 percent to a delivery driver. Okay, I don't believe that driving out to somebody's house and dropping off food <laughs> constitutes the same level of service that taking care of a table, refilling their drinks, removing dishes, bringing out fresh dishes, offering them more, you know, upselling, giving them better options and opinions is, is anywhere to equivalent to some guy who's got more crap on his on the you know, on the passenger side floor than I'd ever want to be able to sit in their seat, couldn't even qualify for Uber. And so is dropping my food off should get right so that's there and and you know i just for me no i i like tipping i've i've said it before i think service industry more people should just be on minimum wage and require tipping you know how how much different would people be like how much different would the dmv be if they relied on tips how much different would most government entities be if they if they rely if they if they were actually performance based on their pay? You know, that's the thing about the sports industry. People talk about, oh, they're all overpaid. No, they're performance based pay. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, can you draw a crowd? You, you are you are you you know are you good at your job? Are you really good at it? Okay, then you get paid more than somebody else who's not being watched and and not very good at their job and not not as good as you. People want to watch top tier. You know, people want to be I, I would love to see that stuff. So it's like with sports and, and athletes and those. No, they're getting paid appropriately because they're getting paid what people are willing to pay them, you know, but whatever. I'm sorry. I'm going off on a <laughs> on a tangent. So. So you want to talk about something that should be illegal, but isn't sure I'm real easy. Yeah. Lobbying. 100 percent. Lobbying should be illegal. Special interest should be lobbying. So so here's what happens. And, and because a lot of people don't understand the way lobbying works. OK, so lobbying is I sit down. Let's say you're a politician. Let's say you're just the mayor of the city. Okay. OK, now you're the mayor of the city. Now, I have a property interest. OK, real simple. I I want. I want my business to come in and come into our city. I don't want to pay taxes for five years, 10 years, but I don't want to pay it for five years. And I want the city to fix my roads around my business. And I want the city to work on whatever. It doesn't matter. Okay. So I send a guy in and he comes and he meets with you. Says, hello, Kiki. I understand you're the mayor. Yes. Hey, we have this business and this is what we're bringing into this business from this business. And we think this is a good business. Don't you think it's a good business for your city? And you say, yeah, that sounds like a good business for my city. Okay. Well, we're talking to three other cities right now. And what we want is we want to move here, right? But we need you to do these things for us. And in return, you have a campaign fund. We're going to go ahead and donate some money to your campaign. Hey, you know what? Let us go ahead and take you out. And uh, we're going to go on a vacation so we can talk about this more. I'm going to take you and your family out on a cruise. And we're going to go out on this cruise. And it's going to be you and me and... You know, a couple other people that have my interests and your interests and, at, you know, and and they're going to go out and we're going to go to this event and, you know, we're going to pay for everything. So don't worry about it. You don't have to do anything. And all we're looking for is, is you 
to help push us forward in this little thing that we want. We know that you guys were going to originally be working on your schools and your infrastructure and working on your overall roads, but we really think that this area is more important. That's lobbying. sounds manipulative. Absolutely. (laughs) It sounds like it should be illegal. It sounds like bribing, doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds like the textbook definition of bribery. Do you know what the difference between bribery and lobbying is? What? One's legal. That's it. There's nothing different. If you go and you tell a cop and a cop pulls you over and you say, really, I don't want this ticket. But you know what I have is I have these tickets to this play or these this dinner for two that's there. You can't sit there and do that. The cop's like, mm, now you're under arrest for bribery. <laughs> right? Yeah. That, that's it. That's all there is to it. But you can do that exact same thing to a congressman, a senator. You can do that to any political figure. You can do that to somebody at your kid's school. You can do that to people for school. And it's legal. That's that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. But because we don't talk about it, we don't talk about how predatory it actually is. You know, it's legal. That's just disgusting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and that's that's it. It's nauseating. It's absolutely nauseating to think about that. But like it's not it's not bad enough that that's not illegal. But you and I talked about it and and we weren't talking on on the air. I want to talk about it now. What should be illegal and isn't lying to the people that vote for you. (laughs) Yeah, I think campaign. I think campaign promises should literally constitute a verbal contract. And when somebody tells you they're going to do something and that's why you're voting for them, I think they should be under a fiscal obligation to get it done. Or I think you should be able to sue them and go after them because it's ridiculous. So why can't you sue them? The biggest reason that you can't sue an individual in the government is called sovereign immunity is what it comes down to. And sovereign immunity is a legal doc is legal doctrine that basically states the government, which is the sovereign, right, is immune from liability, meaning they can't really be held accountable in court. So you could try to sue them and it would get thrown out because they have sovereign immunity. You they can lie to you about what they're going to do in their campaign. And the problem is you're not suing them as an individual and you can't sue them as an individual because they have sovereign immunity because they're quote unquote um, acting within their role. Right. So they have that and they have what's called qualified immunity. And this is the thing that a lot of police officers have. Right. Uh-huh. So a police officer pulls you over and violates your constitutional rights. And you didn't tell them you didn't warn them it's assumed that they maybe didn't know that they were violating they could just claim you know ignorance type thing despite the fact that they swore an oath to the constitution they just say oh well i didn't know and they get qualified immunity meaning so now you're you're suing the police department not that officer where if however you do something and and you've seen it on a couple of videos Mm -hmm. say hey no no this is my constitutional right i'm allowed to do this if you try to violate my constitutional right you will lose your qualified immunity because i've made you aware that this is the situation right so you can do that with police you can't do that with elected officials and it's like why because there's no accountability and and that's the problem that that we run into right is you know 
oh, hey, we're going to make sure that these bad men are removed and then they're not. Oh, hey, we're not going to allow corruption. Oh, sounds good. We say all you hear all these buzzwords from everybody. They all care about our kids and they want a better future and they want to fix that problem over there that you care about. Right. And then they get in and they do nothing. Can't even get a hold of them. Like, I know for a fact that we have, you know, that I've been involved in politics. And I was like, hey, look, you know, this is what I want. And if you come in, it's like, absolutely, we're going to stop this because there was predatory behavior going on in the print industry. You know, you, here's, here's, well, I'll get into something that should be illegal but isn't. Do you know that I could literally print paper on the most toxic, with the most toxic ink ever, claim it was green, and you couldn't do you couldn't do squat about it. What? Yeah, there was no EPA regulations. Vistaprint took off on that kind of stuff. Vistaprint was horrible when they first came out. Their ink was bad, like it would make you sick. Bad what? type situation. How did, and there were several how? printing companies, huh? Because they were using subpar inks. They were using inks with irons and and leads and thing and things in them that were not good for you. And so it's what? like, oh, but it's but it's it's okay because it's printing and it was coming from a country that didn't have the same EPA standards that we had, right? Um, for the longest time, a lot of their printing was coming out of Jamaica, right? And it was like, and we're like, holy crud! And so I'm sitting there talking, talking to our governor of our state, our potential governor of our state, I should say, and saying, this is what I have an issue with. You're talking about environmentalism. Do you understand that? You know, 83 million. Business cards are shipped into the state every week, and uh, those 83 million business cards are have carcinogens in them. They're toxic. The ink is horrible. The paper is horribly sourced, like, oh, my gosh, slave labor type paper, right? And I'm not just talking about Vistaprint at this point, but, you know, oh, yeah, you know what? When I get in, that's definitely that's something I'm going to take a look at. We'll have a sit down. We'll have a meeting, and we'll da-da-da-da-da-da, and then got elected. Came in, wanted to sit down and talk to him. Had no time. Nothing I could do about it. On any side. Illegal letting illegal be illegal. But it was none of it was illegal. But all of it should have been. That is insane. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah. The print industry, you know, it's now finally starting to come out how bad the recycling industry is and how corrupt <laughs> it is, right? I fought CalRecycle. I literally went to court against CalRecycle and kicked the ever-living snot out of them to the point that the only recourse they had was to change the law. They had to change the law so that I couldn't do squat about it. They literally were like, oh, you win, but here, here's this. Ha ha, now we win. And what was my recourse? Nothing. Nothing I could do wasn't illegal, you know, but this is why I said we, we need a reset. We need a big greasy reset button that we can all just smack down and go, nope, and vote no confidence, clear everybody out and put people in that are qualified for the jobs they're supposed to do. I, I never think that anybody who works for a chemical company or an oil company or anything that has been any industry that has been heavily fined by the EPA should ever be allowed to have an elected position in the EPA. Trump did that. I hated that. That was one of the things that he did that I was absolutely disgusted with. Why do you have oil barons sitting on environmental policy? They have no business doing that. You know, like I said, there's plenty of things Trump did that I agreed with, but that was one of the ones that just bugged the snot out of me. You literally were voting in the very people that were being fought against to regulate the industries that they're in. 
Can you imagine how corrupt of a world would we live in if everybody's just allowed to regulate themselves? No consequences to my actions. How dangerous of a wor- of a neighborhood would we live in if I had no consequences to my actions? <laughs> I, I don't even. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't even be able to comprehend Mm-mm. that. That cop would have pulled me over and died. That's literally the way it would have happened. And there's no two ways about it. I absolutely wanted to destroy him. I wanted to physically rip him apart. He knew it, too. He did not want to get anywhere near me. I wanted every piece of him. You know? And it's like, nope, that's how it would have happened. So that's, that's, and I know that I'm a horrible person because of things like that. And that's why I'm glad that that's illegal and I am regulated. But well, this, this is what the, we have. On the uh, topic of cops, something mm-hmm. that should be illegal but isn't this cops being able to hide behind their probable probable uh, cause Oh yeah. in order to not take responsibility for their shitty actions? Mm-hmm. Because the amount of times that that happens is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Every single time. It, 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 no matter what happens, 90% of the time things are, you know, right in that gray area of like, well, that person wasn't committing a crime. Mm-hmm. But if they had probable cause to arrest them or to shoot them or to do any of the things that they end up doing. Right. Then, you know, that's fine. And so they sit there and instead of admitting to their actions and that they were wrong and getting, you know, punished for it, Mm -hmm. because that's what it literally would be, whether it's having their badge taken, whether they'd be going on unpaid leave, whether like they'd have to be sent to more training stuff, like any of that. Uh, Half the time, it's not even as bad as they think it's going to be, but they just hide and come up with some bullshit probable cause and get away with it. And it's so so stupid because that's those are always the investigations that take months and months and months because they're sitting there trying to figure out legally How which probable cause yeah. would sound the most believable and would get by in court and that is so stupid i hate that mm-hmm. it is ugh. so so yeah no that should be illegal they should not be able to sit there if if it takes them longer than writing up their police report mm-hmm. to write the reason for their probable cause then that's it they didn't have any yep. because if they if they don't have it then and there then what how are you going to let them sit there and come up with one for months and months and months and then get you know an attorney or a lawyer and sit there and go hey uh, what what should i what should i say was my probable cause mm-hmm. and then you know they go through all of it and they do their fucking research and then go hey this is going to be the most believable and this is going to get you out of this right you, you you thought he had a gun in his hand, right? What? You thought he had a gun in his hand, right? Oh, yeah, I thought he had a gun in his hand. But did you think that before that? No. You know, that, exactly. that kind of stuff. And so, and we'll end the podcast today on something that is definitely going to be an unpopular opinion. And I might even get a look from you at it. We'll see what happens. Uh-oh. You ready? Oh, no. I don't think there should be anything as qualified as hate speech. I think everybody should be able to say whatever they want, and I don't think there should be anything to it behind that. I think people should be allowed to say the most hateful, disgusting, racist, homophobic, whatever phobic rhetoric that they want, and I think they absolutely should have every right to say it. And do you know why? Because I want to know about the cancer. Exactly. I, I was going to say, you thought you were going to get a look for me. I, uh, yeah, want, no, I'm I actually 100% a little agree impressed. with you. Yeah. I want to be able to, this is what I don't understand. Why do you want to stop the people right. that are going, if somebody is racist, I want to know if they're fucking racist. Mm-hmm. I want to know if me and that person are going to get along or if that person is going to feel like they have to be forced to hang out with me and be around me when they know damn well that they're fucking racist and they want nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. I want to know because I want nothing to fucking do with them. Instead of sitting there and trying to pretend and smile and get through it with their sitting there, you know, but just... See, I I want it in a restaurant. I literally want, I would love to see a restaurant that says no blacks. 
I would laugh. I would find that so damn funny. I I want. I would too. I w- because I want to watch them. Right. Because watch them. Watch them blow up. Watch them close down. And the satisfaction that you get yeah. watching that business close and say, "Hey, guess what? It's like the 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 couple that didn't want to do the gay wedding cake. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. I don't want to give you my money anyways. Yeah. Right. Tell have, me. Tell me you don't yes, want it. That's and then exactly I'll go, hey, right. Hey guys. Yeah. This, this I, person I wanna didn't go, want to go. I want to go to a restaurant and I want them. I want to sit down and like. I hate men. I want I want that as a freaking I don't want to say Ashley. I wanted to say I hate white men on her on her name badge. So I go, yeah, hey, not her section. Right? <laughs> Why? Because I tip twenty five percent. Screw her. But I want it all out. I want I want every bit of it out and confronted. Because every single time that it's been there, that it gets confronted and brought out. Like the truth comes out and things get better. They yeah. always do. Every you know, time. We, we, we talked about this before. And I don't think I've talked about this on, on the podcast. When I went to Pine Forest High School in Pensacola, Florida, which was right next to Mobile, Alabama. And there was a lot of people that would come to school from Mobile, Alabama. There were people who were racist and there were people who were racially ignorant. And and there was literally a dozen you know, uh, people of color in the entire school. And I hung out with them because I came from Vallejo and I'm like, too many whites, you know, like <laughs> freak, freak me out. And there was like lifted trucks of kids coming in. I'm like, ah, hillbillies. Right. But most of them were just ignorant. Yeah. They just and it didn't was like, know any better. Like, like I had one girl, there was one girl and I it was like, I was not interested in her. And, but she sat there and she's like, you know, why hang out with them? And she was giving me all the, the stereotypes that you hear about. I'm like, man, sweetie, you are so misinformed. And was able to educate her properly. And then, like, then she started dating all the brothers. <laughs> it was like, okay. Because, you know, yeah, that was a better choice for her and, and everything else. <clears throat> you know, the faster that that cancer is exposed, the quicker it's dealt with. These Karens exist. These Kevins exist. These Chads exist because their views have never been challenged. Exactly. Because, oh, we don't want to do that. That would be hate speech. No, screw that. Call me whatever the equivalent word is. I don't care. I laugh it it off. Because I would love, like, that's the thing is that I come across somebody that I'm like, I really think. I, mm-hmm. I mean, we were just talking about it yesterday about how Nikki has somebody working with her at her job yeah, that is a hundred percent straight up racist. And oh, I yeah. keep telling her, I'm like, you, I, so I have to come in, so I have to come mm-hmm. in and fuck with her because mm-hmm. I want to get her to, I want to get her to just say something so horribly racist, and I want it to happen because I will just laugh. Yeah. I will laugh. I will think it's so funny because I, I have never, I've never experienced it, and that's what I don't understand about people that like let it get to them. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Why, why do you let it get to them? Because at the end of the day, you know, it, no matter what. Like, I hate pe- that people say, like, there's no there's no other option. There's no way out. I can't figure this out. I can't mm-hmm. get away from that. There's always a, there's always a solution. And, and I love when I hear when I hear anybody saying, well, you're a white man. Well, wow. You just told me that you're a racist misogynist. Uh, uh, Good job. You know, because I love that crap. I yeah. love hearing that. You don't know what that's like. Like when when, you know, somebody was trying to tell me that I didn't know what it was like to be homeless. Right. Yeah. When we were having that discussion, I'm like, ha ha, wrong person. It's like, so, I mean, I, we know that that gunplay. It's like, I want those people out. I want them in the open. I want the viewpoints in the open. I want to know which store I go to where people are racist. You know what? Because I don't want to go to Burke's. I don't I, I don't want to go go there if there's going to be a bunch of racist people. And I'm white, you know, and it's mostly older white people. I'm like, I'm waiting for you to go. Because, well, again, we can go back generationally. How is that? OK, boomers. How was it ever okay? You know, how is it? And, and but but we have that now, right? And it's yeah. the flip side of it. It's you know everybody wants everybody to to you have to be tolerant. You have to use pronouns. You have to no fuck you. 
I don't have to do anything to, do any to appease to you. Yeah, and that's exactly you. how I feel. I don't have about, to give you respect. I don't have to look at yeah. you. I don't have to smell. The only thing I have to do is now I have to smell you sometimes when I'm walking by you, and I'm just gonna let you know your little salt thing is not stopping your body odor. You stink, you know. But it's like I I want to know. I want it all out. Dave Chappelle, uh, uh, great was uh, great in um, <sighs> comic relief, which used to help Farm Aid. And he actually said he would never want to know. He did a whole stand-up skit about never wanting to know what you know everybody thought about racially. And I, and at first I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was like it was funny as all get up. If I can find it someday, I'll literally find it for you so you can play it because it's hilarious. But I disagree with it fundamentally. I want to know. I want to know. You know, I want to know when I walk up to you if, if you're a white man and I walk up to you as a white man and you sit there and you're like, God, can't stand all these Mexicans. Like, and and I hear it in different ways from people, right? Yeah. Like, look at all these Mexican restaurants opening up here. Why are there so many Mexican restaurants? Why? It's like, oh, it's not the restaurants you have a problem with. (laughs) Because, you know, you're at El Toro's every other stinking week. Uh But, uh, okay, good to know now. It's like, I want to know this because I want nothing to do with you. And there have been people out here that... Wanted to build friendships and be buddies with me that made, you know, you're too made early in the relationship, clear. made a joke. And it was like, I don't take it as a joke. That doesn't that doesn't work with me. I don't think that's funny. I don't think there's anything about that. That's funny. Why the hell do you think? That's, well, uh, uh, no. Why would you think that that's funny? I don't I don't think it's funny. Why? Why? And it's like, well, uh, 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 and I just look at them and I just watch them try to detangle their own brain. And it's like, good, because I want to know. I want to know before I waste any time. I'm very select in who I choose as friends. Mm-hmm. I'm very select in who I pursue a relationship with. You know, there's one person after being here for three years that I have gone beyond the, yeah, we got to hang out sometime conversation. <laughs> right. And it's like, and that's, that's where it is. And that's because I'm very selective about people. But if that person was everything about him was great and sat there and goes like, yeah, I just don't like black girls. <laughs> I'd be like, well, goodbye. It was nice knowing you. Yeah. I had a good old time. Hundred <laughs> percent. So, like, I want to know. I, I guarantee you, any racist attitudes towards anything. And it's hilarious that how many people out here don't think I speak Spanish, right? <laughs> and like, you and I'll go somewhere, and literally they'll start talking in Spanish, and it's like not not even here. Like, it ha- wasn't here. It was in New Mexico and Arizona and things like that. We go to these different places, and they're like, uh, you know, they'll say something in Spanish, and I just, you idiot. <laughs> you know you're you're a level of stupid but nope unpopular opinion apparently is not as unpopular as i thought it was i just i really want to know i want like that lady that that nikki works with i want her to have a badge that says i'm racist and if you come near me i'm gonna think racist things about you <laughs> i want her to like I, I want her to just be openly honest to look at like you walk in there and she goes i'm gonna follow you around the store because i don't trust your skin like <laughs> Holy crud! Be like, wow, that's 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 it. I want to know. Just fuck with her the whole time. If that's mm-hmm. what happened, I would have fun with it. Yeah. No. No. Is that, you got any grandsons? <laughs> yeah. You think this could? You think this could fit in my pocket? You know. You think? You think you'd be able to tell if I put this in my See, shoe? No. No. What you do is you pick something up, and I've done this. Oh man, I did this, and I'm, so I'll give one last little thing. So there was there was a store in downtown Vallejo that I went to, and because I was a young little thug. This lady was like not trusting me. And it was like a, it was, it was a, it wasn't a Walgreens or a CVS, but it was something like, oh, oh gosh, what is it? <sighs> it 
was where Thrifties originally came from. And this woman was watching me on every aisle and everything I did. So you know what I started doing? I started picking things up, putting it in my coat. I'd walk around the corner from her and I'd put it on the shelf and I kept going. I got to the door. That woman had the cops there and they were searching me and I'm just laughing. Like I have never shoplifted <laughs> anything in my life, but I did that because I called that lady out and it was hilarious. At least to me at that time, it was hilarious because I had That's nothing. still hilarious. Yeah. It was like, cause I did. I mean, I was taking things and picking them up and there were no cameras and she's just watching me and following and she was, you know, a good eight steps behind me. And so it was like, so she didn't see me putting stuff back. I remember I put stuff back behind these little Furby knockoffs, right? I grabbed this cologne. And I looked like I made sure I wasn't making eye contact with her. But, you know, my peripheral vision, yeah. I can basically see sideways out of my head. And it's like so I put it into my coat, walked around the corner and I put it back behind these little Furby things and walked around the next one. She swore up and down. She knew what I took. She got me on what I took and she had it. And, da, 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 and I hadn't stolen anything. So I made this woman look like a complete and total basket case idiot in front of the cops, because the more they were like. There's nothing on him. She wanted them to strip search me right there in the street. Oh I'm like, they have already patted me down. What did you see me steal? You lying at blah, 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 you know? And it was like, and like she was naming things and I wasn't picking small things. So it's not like they were going to be hiding up the, the no sunshine zone, you know? So, you know what? So I, I just, I wanted out. I wanted, I want to know everybody's actual thoughts. I want to know where it is. I want to know who I'm going to give my money to. And, and that's where I'm at. So if you're a racist, please tell me. <laughs> I just want to know if you have a company or a business and just let me know say ugh, you know I don't like the Jews okay good to know right <laughs> give me a, a wildly inappropriate joke that wasn't a joke it was you testing to see if I would find it funny that's yeah. what I that's what I want so anyway with that said thank you for joining us on the afternoon dive if I haven't scared you away with those <laughs> some of those unpopular opinions we appreciate you being with us come to join us on all our social media tomorrow is Friday and we're going to have a lot going on. And then, uh, you know, Kiki will be talking more about her gardening and her goals. And we're pretty excited about that. Free for all Friday. And then you guys will get to have a great weekend. So until then, I've been Joey. And I'm Kiki. And we want to say peace out with your peace out. Bye. Bye.